Hit it. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to Pod Me If You Can. This is Pod Me If You Can. Movie reviews by David and Lloyd. An Australian podcast on your favorite movies. Go to www.podmeifyoucan.com. Welcome to the show, Pod Me If You Can's 100th episode. Lloyd, congratulations. Yeah, it's been unreal, Dave. I can't believe it. 100 podcasts. It seems very strange, doesn't it, that we're celebrating this uh, milestone. I remember when we were first talking about it, uh, we're working together and we're just talking about movies, what we'd seen lately, what uh, you know, David and Margaret were talking about, uh, just you know, chatting in general. And then we just basically, I said, you know, I'd like to do a podcast sometime. And, and you were like, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, no, blah, blah. And then we just launched into You Like Joe Rogan. Yeah. I'm a fan of Kevin Smith. We talked about podcasts we listen to and, you know, what this could be. Yeah, the build-up um, was interesting because I was so... I hadn't gone to the movies a lot of times. Uh, just I just pretty much went to the movies to see my favourite directors and this podcast has always forced me to see the latest things and I think it has really helped me, especially with my own short films, my own creativity and it's just really good being active and getting interaction with fans. I'm, I'm really loving doing this. I think it's fantastic. Definitely. And um, look, uh, you don't know what it's going to be when it starts. You don't know how many people are going to listen. And we're especially appreciative if you've listened for this long or you've just tuned in now just to see what the 100th episode is. Like, uh, we're, we're very, very big fans of film. And, um, you know, it's probably the thing we discuss most when we get together. So essentially, this is like a weird time machine recording of all of our conversations. And, and it's, it's really nice to have. And if anyone's thinking about doing a podcast, I, I'd recommend it. It's Yeah, absolutely. Fun. It's awesome. We thought we'd uh, spend this 100th episode retreading some of our old loose ends, uh, conversations, and uh, basically recapping some old stuff that we talked about. And when we were looking forward to films, often we would do these upcoming film episodes. And uh, essentially, we never talked about them again after that. Some of them came out, some of them we saw, some of them we liked, some we hated. (laughs) But um, we just never talked about it. So this episode is dedicated basically to tying up all the loose ends of the upcoming films we were looking forward to we're approaching three years of this podcast so um i can't believe it's been three years (laughs) yeah and in a couple of months it's three years it's crazy isn't it so um stay tuned though for details on how to win dvds we're going to start giving away dvds from now on basically and uh part way through this podcast you'll hear some uh some details on that But first, we jump back to episode five, which was the 30th of November, 2011, if you can believe it. Lloyd and I both mentioned five films we were looking forward to, and then we may or may not have discussed them again. So, Lloyd, the first one was Prometheus, and we definitely covered that. Yeah, we we had a whole podcast. Yeah, that's a pretty good podcast as well, where we talk in detail about the mythology of Prometheus and... And everything like that. It's such a great film because it opens up all these, you know, interesting conversations about the history of humanity and everything, and and of course the Alien franchise. So I highly recommend you listen to that one. My one was the Oz, the Great and Powerful, which had James Franco, and I just imagined this incredibly interesting and uh, classic revisit. To, and and um, it had the director of Spider-Man as well. Uh, that's right. Yeah, and he's done the Evil Dead trilogy. So it, how could it fail, you know? <laughs> well, it did. Um, <laughs> I, I went to check it out at the movies. Um, 
it was a mums and bubs session because uh, our little one, Jade, she was um, the baby. So at the time, so um, I vividly remember uh, watching this film amongst crying children and wanting to cry myself. I just did not enjoy it. Um, <laughs> Did you ever end up watching it, Lloyd? No, I've never seen it. I, I heard so many bad things about it, so I avoided it. Uh, that's so, so the way. I often hear bad things about a film and then change my opinion on it, as we're going to find out listening to this podcast. <laughs> some of the films, which I thought would be good, some details came out. I saw a trailer, things like that, and I just went, oh, no, it's not what I thought it was. Sadly, Oz the Great and Powerful was not a classic. It had all the potential to be a classic, but it... I don't know, James Franco wasn't very good in it. Um, there was lots of things just not to like. And uh, one of the big ones was Mila Kunis, her um, makeup as the Wicked Witch. It's like they tried to do something classic like the original, but it just looked very odd yeah. and not not at all classic. I, I still want to check it out, though, because I'm a fan of The Wizard of Oz. I grew up watching that, and particularly the sequel um, that came out in the 80s, one of the most scariest kids' films, so I really would like to see The Oz the Great and Powerful. Um, at some stage, maybe you should check it out, but we probably won't be talking about it again on this podcast. <laughs> I can't no. I can't give it any more time. <laughs> uh, the People vs. George Lucas was your next one. Yeah, which I saw, and it was a very, very interesting film, all about the cult um, you know, of Star Wars and how George Lucas completely changed it with the how he revisited it in the... Um, early to mid 90s and then again with the dvd release and then again with the blu-ray so he's changed it multiple times refused to release the original and it's this big thing against george what the most interesting thing about that documentary for me was when um i think they took a section from a george lucas interview because i don't think they actually got george lucas uh to interview for the film but they said he said look if i own a house and i paint it green you might not like it but it's my house you know, and that's a really interesting point. If Leonardo da Vinci came back and went, "Oh, I want to touch up the Mona Lisa," is he allowed to? You know, so it's a very interesting discussion. That film, they don't answer it, but they, you know, put all these interesting perspectives on art. Well, they say great art is never finished; it's just abandoned. And because um, George Lucas had more money, I saw the documentary as well. It's very interesting. The um, the thing was, he had more money, so therefore he was able to do things in the films like special effects you know cinemascope you know making it all more amazing uh in his mind but uh, it ruined what so many people loved about it yeah. originally and i, I gotta that, admit i feel the same way yeah there's that han shot first argument there's <laughs> there's a lot in that that documentary it was very 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 interesting um all about ownership and uh you know basically star wars it's yeah like tons of star wars fans in there so it's good stuff. Yeah, it's um, awesome. It was a very good one. In 2011, in November 30, 2011, when we did this podcast, these are all the films we thought were going to be amazing, by the way. My next one was Man of Steel, which we covered in depth in a, one of our podcasts. And um, I think we were both a bit more disappointed. Than, yeah, uh, I, I didn't think it was too bad, but it wasn't uh, the one that we were expecting. Like, I'll say it's a step up from the um, the Brian Singer one. But yeah, it was a very dark take on, on the Superman hero. And now with uh, Ben Affleck's Batman in yeah. the Dawn of Justice, we've got a whole other thing to look forward to in this franchise and Absolutely. Uh, see how it goes. Um, 
you had a dangerous method, which I do believe we also did a podcast That's on correct. a few of these. Yeah, very intelligent film, a David Cronenberg movie. And again, just like Prometheus, it opened up huge, uh, heavy subjects, probably beyond Dave and I. But we delved into it nevertheless on psychology and, you know, Freud. It's it's a really interesting movie. I strongly suggest everyone to go see it and listen to the podcast because it'll keep you, the film just really engages you and keeps you thinking like asks those questions you just don't want to ask about sexuality and and so forth the next film was ted which uh at the time i had very few details on and uh seth mcfarlane's everybody knows of it of it now it's been on television in fact so you know it's it's been three years i remember seeing it at the movies and uh i was one of the only people in there so i don't remember if it was late in the run but um really made a lot of the jokes fall flat oh no because you didn't have an audience to laugh with yeah (laughs) and um i mean look it was pretty funny but uh i think the villain giovanni rabisi plays the villain and um he was a bit weak and uh the funniest stuff was when ted was with mark Wahlberg. so um they are doing a sequel ted 2 so uh maybe we'll try and cover that one in the podcast and um talk about it then lloyd uh savages yeah, Stone. we mentioned that briefly i think in the counselor podcast by ridley scott because it covers the same subject on the drug war that's in mexico this is oliver stone's take on that drug war and it's a, i think it's actually a pretty solid movie not definitely not one of oliver stone's best but salma hayek is excellent in it it's a very violent movie but uh, i think it's spiritual as well as political and it delves and and sort of um, looks at the awful situation that's happening at the doorstep of America, and that is Mexico's war on drugs. It's it's a pretty interesting movie. Then I had uh, Looper, which we definitely covered in yeah, a podcast. That was awesome. um, <laughs> and fantastic that the director went on to do one of my favorite episodes of Breaking Bad. Yeah. And there's a lot to love there. Um, and then Hugo, which as well we covered in one of the podcasts. Those are all findable. Uh, www.podmeifyoucan.com and then Zero Dark Thirty which at the time that was an interesting choice yeah well at the time it didn't have a title it was just The Hunt for Bin Laden and um, then when Bin Laden got assassinated uh, basically found killed they um, they changed how the film ended because uh, they were in sort of they had that that luxury they were the film (laughs) that was in production that was about uh, Osama bin Laden, Catherine Bigelow, uh, who she got the best Oscar for that bomb sorry, best movie. director <laughs> Oscar, <laughs> yeah, for um, Hurt Locker was it? Yeah, I think it was Hurt Locker. I think it was Hurt Locker. So she's covered this kind of wartime epic uh, in Zero Dark Thirty, and one of the best things to come out of it is there's a bunch of Aussie actors too, and um, Chris Pratt who play these like uh, tough guys. One of the reasons that I wanted to see this film as well was that I read the book um, and it's written under uh, an alias, but um, it's basically a first-hand account of catching Osama bin Laden. So um, the book was really fascinating and then the film was equally fascinating and uh, I'm struggling to think of her name right now, but the redhead who is the lead actress in it, uh, she's also in Tree of Life as Brad Pitt's wife. It'll come to me later, but... um, She's fantastic in it, and it was just overall a very good film. I've got to check it out. I'm really interested in that whole subject, you know, like, yeah, I've got to check it out. Jessica Chastain is her name. It's just come back to me. (laughs) 
Yeah, Zero Dark Thirty, fantastic, I thought. That was our first ever upcoming films episode, which uh, was just sort of an idea we threw around. We also threw around a few other ideas. One of my favourite podcasts was when we discussed when alien races, if all the aliens in all films all landed on Earth all at once, who would take over and rule the world yeah we had the blob um in that conversation as like yeah no one can defeat the blob and yes we're talking about the steve mcqueen movie but it ended up being the aliens from independence day <laughs> that were just the the best uh, if you guys believe um it it wouldn't be like we also ask reddit as well for help so thank you for the um, people of reddit for commenting but if you guys think um we were wrong like uh, please feel free to comment <laughs> I love how the aliens from Signs are the first ones we eliminated because yeah. water water beats them. So that was a lot of fun, that one. And we've done some standalone episodes like that. We did best sex scenes, um, you know, stuff like that. Just It's been a lot of fun to get out of, I guess, the comfort of yeah, just choosing a those. film and, <laughs> and discussing it. Yeah, those have been a lot of fun. And I'd, I'd love some suggestions from people if people want us to count down 10 something or, uh, you know, top ghost movies or something like that yeah i think um, we did um favorite uh guilty pleasures and shout out to christian for recommending that thank you so much we didn't credit him on that podcast i completely forgot <laughs> oh well you've given him a shout out in the hundredth episode so he'll like that yeah if he's still listening but um pretty pretty much uh, our facebook page we've, we've always uh taken requests and stuff there that's been a real source of um feedback from you guys but Lloyd came to me with the idea that we should be doing videos as well. Uh, so Pod Me If You Can TV was born, wasn't it, Lloyd? Yeah, that's right. We we did five-minute reviews, and we weren't sure where to take it. And then Dave came up with the idea, well, how about we do reviews on those, you know, movies you see in the bargain bins at, like, um, Hot Dollar or... I don't know what, what Americans in the uh, England equivalent is, but basically at Walmart or Target, you see those cheap movies with like four movie, uh, cheap DVDs with like four movies in them. So Dave decided to do them because they starred like stars, you know, at the tail end of their career or at the beginning of their career. And it was really interesting. It forces us to review movies no one would ever see in a million years. <laughs> There's been some pretty interesting ones along the way. Have you some, got a favourite one? Yeah. I, favourite movie that I've reviewed so far on Pod Me If You Can TV is probably Music of Chance, I think, if I remember the title correctly, with David Spade and uh, Mandy Patinkin. I think that was excellent. And, of course, Ooh, uh, Kill Cruise. Not, sorry, not David Spade. Definitely not David Spade. It's James Spade, James I think. James Spade, sorry. Oh, my God. And David Spade from Rules of Engagement. <laughs> and just shoot me. I can't <laughs> believe I got the two names confused. And um, Kill Cruise, I think that was a very, like, that was just like, wow, like a diamond in the rough sort of thing. Well, my favorite that you've brought to the table was um, actually one of the most recent, which is Shortcut to Happiness. And that's um, directed by Alec Baldwin, but I really enjoyed the backstory of how Alec Baldwin didn't want his name on it, that it was edited to be something he was no longer proud of and i love the comparison that you made that he like that the story behind shortcut to happiness he went to direct this movie and something happened with the fine uh, the people who were financing it and the film was taken away and brought back years later um and alec baldwin since then was like no nah, i don't want anything to do with this so they finished the film without him so it's got a pseudonym and instead of alec baldwin as direct director it's got like al um Kirkpatrick or some you know a pseudonym for the name and so he never really finished that film and Alec Baldwin never directed a film after that and you were saying like you know the film 
the story of the film about a writer who never really made it and had to sell his soul for the devil and never really became the writer he seeked out to make. Never In real life, Alec Baldwin never became the director he seeked out to make. That was really interesting. I never thought of that. That's eerie as well. Yeah, and I, I just basically enjoyed the story. It was really nice. But Blue Juice remains our most popular video, <laughs> yeah. which was our second ever posting. It's Catherine Zeta-Jones' film. The idea behind all of the DVDs we find is that somebody famous is and was in it, that they're famous people in obscure films, basically. Yep. So Blue Juice, for some reason, really has struck a chord. And um, <laughs> it's a surfing movie. Ewan McGregor's in it as well. So um, if you guys want to check that one out, it's an interesting one. <laughs> yeah. We'll jump to uh, episode 24, which was May 11th, 2012. And the five films we were looking forward to each. Lloyd, uh, Django Unchained was yep. your first one, and we, we finally did. That. Yeah, we finally did a Tarantino movie on our podcast. So you guys definitely should check that out. And I, uh, I was into Rock of Ages, which I'd seen on Broadway, and I, I couldn't wait to see Tom Cruise in another bad guy role. Where uh, <laughs> all the '80s songs that I love, and um, revisiting that movie, it's very much a guilty pleasure movie now. But um, I think I probably gave it too much credit in terms of direction and stuff like that when we covered it in the... Um, yeah, we were in the mood for it, though. Yeah, yeah. that was it. I was, I was totally ready for it when I saw it, but... Um, Everyone hates second, it. <laughs> yeah, and upon second and whatever viewings, it's just like, I still enjoy the music, but um, mostly uh, it's probably best viewed on a stage. Mm. Now, Lloyd, I'm sad to say the next film still hasn't come out, yeah. Sin City 2. I swear this film is cursed, but no, it's finally been finished and it's literally showing, I think, in cinemas as we speak um, in America. So it's going to be released here in Australia anytime and big bad Sin City 2. I've been waiting a long time for this sequel. I, I feel like all the actors, including, of course, the beautiful Jessica Alba, have aged so much for their roles, but I'm sure it'll still be a really fun movie. Oh, look, I'm I'm guessing stylistically it'll be great, but I'm sort of wondering because it didn't do great first week at the box office in the states. Oh, really? I'm wondering if if more time has passed that uh, essentially people don't care about it anymore. Yeah, that it's sort of yeah. Because when it news. first came out, it was just like wow, I've never seen anything like this. It looks like a comic book. And then Frank Miller came out with the Spirit, and it just ended that style forever. You know. <laughs> People were comparing this to like the first time people saw Star Wars, that you'll yeah. feel the same way, that you won't be able to go into a cinema and watch a normal film without going, oh my gosh, Sin City the other week, amazing, you know? And it never Just, really um, took off that style. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. A lot of people did short films like that and stuff like that. You've done one as well yeah, recently. Yeah, I've, I've, I've done a Sin City ripoff. I'm, I, I've... I'm, not ashamed to admit that people go man it looks just like sin city i'm like thank you it's not easy to do (laughs) exactly and it's it's a very unique and beautiful style but i i'm gonna wonder about that film and then we might have to cover it in the podcast i would love to just just to see uh if it holds up compared to the original that's a really interesting point yeah the style does it still hold up yeah i'd love to discuss that and i was looking forward to safety not guaranteed which was a little independent time travel movie uh, about somebody who advertises in the paper that they're looking for a time travel partner and that safety is not guaranteed and you have to sort of... He basically, he is auditioning Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Recreation, which is a fantastic program if nobody's watching. And um, it was a very interesting little independent film. I very much enjoyed it, to be honest. Uh, it's it's little, like it's um, very talky and 
because it's a time travel film there's not a lot of time travel in there um i'm not going to spoil it at all but um it's the question of whether or not he's crazy or you know if he's actually capable of time traveling that sort of hovers over the whole film because they're chasing it up for a story so um he's the subject of the piece and it all sort of comes to a conclusion in the third act as to whether or not time travel is possible wow you love your time travel movies oh <laughs> uh, look it's one of my favorite genres yeah I think awesome it's one of those things that i'm drawn to and you know we've got a film that we're going to review called predestination that i saw the other day it's um an ethan hawk movie and uh the only reason i was grabbed by it was because of the time travel element and then i saw the trailer and i thought oh yeah we've got to cover this so um i'm making lloyd go and watch it and uh eventually we will get to that one i think it's going to be 102 episode 102 so something to look forward to speaking of upcoming films you are waiting for cosmopolis yeah cosmopolis this is a really full-on movie full cronenberg bergian like it, in, not in the sense of the violence but in in, in the sense of the in, intellect of the film like it's very hard-hitting very cryptic dialogue it just takes place in a limo and it's about this really wealthy stock market dude played by the main star of twilight i, I don't know the names <laughs> of, of, of twilight, oh, it's but, robert Pat, robert Pattinson. and he's excellent um, in, in this movie he's really really good i'm just glad to see him break away from the pretty boy image and all it is he's in a limo and the limo's trapped traveling from uh, one end of new york to the other and it's this deep philosophical movie it is unlike anything i've ever seen before not for everyone that's one of the reasons why i didn't want to do in the podcast because we discuss so heavily a dangerous method again please check out that podcast but cosmopolis is a very intelligent movie um, definitely worth seeing what was that film we watched that uh it had the actors who go around in the limos acting oh yeah geez um oh that's a really great role no it's not oh, I'm, i keep thinking of the tire that keeps um yeah. going around it's rubber not, <laughs> rubber <laughs> rubber no it's not rubber but it's we not rubber yeah <laughs> french film that it got uh, rated so about. high but uh, i wasn't a big fan of it yeah that, I would, that always was what i thought of when i thought of cosmopolis yeah that, no um, that's a really interesting point you know driving around a limo can also be boring i was looking forward to a film back in may 2012 called red band and uh probably none of you have ever heard of red band because they changed the name of it before the film was released (laughs) i was very excited because this film had about 20 something famous people in it and i was like oh this is going to be great why would all of these stars sign on to this film if it was awful now the directors were the farrelly brothers or the farrelly brothers i'm not sure uh, and the movie was called Movie 43, yep. which came out and was universally panned. <laughs> and I cannot believe a, the stars they got in that film. Oh, my God. If you listen back to the upcoming films episode, I think it's called Have You Heard About These or something, um, but it's episode uh, 24. And if you listen to it, I'm just like, all right, Hugh Jackman's in this. Kate Winslet's in this. Um, you know, I'm rattling off these names. Anna Faris, Chris Pratt and uh gerard butler and i'm just going through all the names and i'm like clearly excited about this film and um i don't think it was very good at all and uh (laughs) everyone else thinks the same thing it's just yeah nothing a bit of nothing oh it's a shame because some of the farrelly brothers i love some of their movies i think they did kingpin um with woody harrelson and i thought that movie was fantastic (laughs) they're a bit hit and miss if you ask me but um 
they've definitely had their place and there's something about Mary oh, kind yeah. of canon really of things awesome. yeah. but my next two films Hitchcock and The Counselor we both we covered both in so standalone episodes I remember Hitchcock was our 50th episode yep so many episodes ago Lloyd <laughs> and of course The Counselor yep um, but your next two which Bullet to the Head Bullet to the Head two? The, yeah two big um, gnarly action movies starring Sylvester Stallone because I grew up in the 80s um, and 90s and so I grew up with these big macho action stars who were like the coolest film t- films to watch so of course Bullet to the Head which is directed by Walter Hill one of my favourite I, I, th- I actually think he's one of the best action directors of all time uh, notably The Driver The Warriors I, I think he's sublime and so it's great to see him still working um, in the business making the, and you know it's an action film with Sylvester Stallone I thought oh this is going to be great it's horrible just CGI graphics you know when um, they shoot somebody to the head it's so obviously CGI I don't know it just takes me out of it a bit like if I was doing a movie I'd probably do the same thing but I don't know Bullet to the Head was pretty bad (laughs) pretty forgettable I should say and Expendables Mm. 2 I saw this in a movie Uh, it's an all out action movie we all know Expendables has all the stars this time you see Arnold Schwarzenegger with Bruce Willis with gosh knows who else you know van damme um i think uh the 50th podcast with chuck norris yeah chuck norris is in expendables too as well so it was fun seeing at the cinemas but i'm pretty sure if i rented the movie again and watched it by myself i'd be like this is awful (laughs) i find that um the all the action films stars are probably buddies in real life now there was a time where it's just a plane going over my head right now I'm, uh, I'm podcasting from a shed these days, everybody, <laughs> so I don't know how the quality will be over this plane. But um, I find that uh, Sylvester Stallone told a funny story on Jimmy Fallon the other day, and it was um, how he was always up against Arnie and how they would compete for these films and they'd make so similar films and, like, they were in constant competition. But it's obviously just a box office, like, they're, they're playing on each other yeah. the whole time. And, and it was just... They were the big stars of the genre, he was sort of conned into doing some films. He was saying uh, that his agent called him and said, you got to do this film. If you don't do it, Arnie's going to do it. And he was like, oh, I mean, I, I want to do it, but I mean, I don't think Arnie's going to do it. And he's like, yeah, definitely, you should do it. Stop or my mom will shoot. <laughs> and, and so he signed up to do these films, you know, sometimes that Arnie was going to do in inverted commas, you know. Well, at least he didn't do Junior. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, they opened Planet Hollywood together, Sylvester Stallone and um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, among I, others. I love their they films. Must... I think they're a lot of fun. You know, yes, there's a lot of crap they've done, but I, I enjoy a lot of their crap as well. <laughs> it's a lot of It's a guilty pleasure, yeah. isn't it? I mean, action films, for you, you really enjoy them. Yep. And this is why you're looking forward to these. But I was just going to say they opened Planet Hollywood together. They must have been friends on some level, whether or not it was just business. But, obviously, now they are able to be sort of these i mean the expendables is an amazing sort of idea for a franchise you know you get all the toughest guys and and they're running out i think there's not many more people they can put in these films yeah because wesley snipes got out of prison and now he's in the films as well we're up to expendables three um i'm not sure when you sort of wrap up this thing because who else do you put in do you get some ufc guys maybe and some big bads i don't know though there's no (laughs) there's no one who's not in it you know what i mean Hmm. Like Jean-Claude Van Damme, Chuck Norris, Arnie, Bruce Willis. Steven Seagal, I think, is in number three. Seagal, he's been been in it? 
Uh, I'm not too... He was definitely wasn't number two, but number three has just been released, so I, I want to check it out, but I want to have a group of friends to go watch. I'm not going to watch it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, we'll see how the Expendables franchise goes. Lloyd, uh, we were having a conversation one podcast, and uh, we were talking about who should play us in a movie. Oh, yeah. So to settle that, I sent you a quiz, and we haven't shared the results, but um, I clicked through. It was a very comprehensive quiz. The first one I did... I got Brad Pitt, and I thought that's baloney. So this quiz is not <laughs> this quiz is not very good. <laughs> Brad Pitt's a real like every man. Uh, every every man who does a quiz wants to get Brad Pitt. So I was like, well, that's no <laughs> ridiculous. I love a lot of Brad Pitt's movies and uh, respect him too much to think that he would play me in a movie. So I did a secondary quiz that had uh, I think at least eight endings because there were eight different options at all times. So uh, it was pretty comprehensive. Lloyd, did you find? Yeah, I thought it was okay. Some of the questions were loaded. Like, I was like, well, I wouldn't pick any of these, but all right, I just settled on, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, would you like to reveal first, or should I reveal I'll first? I'll reveal who's, first. Mine who's playing was, me? Uh, pl- the person who was playing me was Will Farrell. <laughs> so, the, uh, the the Pod Me If You Can movie uh, would literally be two Will Ferrells <laughs> playing both of us. <laughs> no way. It's because we grew up together, feeling. man. <laughs> It'd be like a weird The Other Guys with, with two Will Ferrells. I mean, that's a funny movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing both characters. This sounds good. This sounds good. I just wanted to see uh, who we'd wind up with. And there you go. We have similar taste. <laughs> so, we jump ahead to Christmas Eve, December 24th, 2012. Episode 46 of Pod Me If You Can. And we were looking forward to the following films. Lloyd... Your first one was Lincoln. Yeah, I still haven't seen Lincoln. Uh, only because I hear it's really, really overlong. But I love Daniel Day-Lewis. I think he's the best actor in the world. And just seeing him perform on, on the big screen is just a absolute marvel. So I still want to see it. It's on my short list of movies to eventually see. But it's just too long. And if we're not going to cover it in a podcast, I'm not that enthused to go out of my way to go see it. But yeah, Steven Spielberg and Daniel Day-Lewis. Ooh. This is where recommendations really come in because if you guys request films on the Facebook page, we feel obliged to try and meet your requests. So, for example, we saw a film called Simon Says for Pod Me If You Can TV and uh, we mentioned at the beginning of that video that it wasn't the Simon Says with Dennis Rodman (laughs) and uh, a friend of ours, Tim, was like, uh, oh, you guys should talk about the one with Dennis Rodman. (laughs) So we took the time to watch this 90-minute film with Dennis Rodman. (laughs) It was an effort, but um, a few episodes ago we covered it, and that was based on nothing. But Please a Facebook don't message, ask so. us to watch Transformers. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm Lloyd's really very af- against. It. I'm really afraid um, that's going to be a request, like the Transformers movies. I'm just, I just really don't want to watch them. <laughs> I'm really undecided on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles while we're on Michael Bay. I think they look a bit silly. Yeah, they, it and does. But they've done well with that franchise. Like, it's what. 40 30 years and every generation they're making billions of dollars that's insane yeah um i just feel like by the time the film comes out the cgi doesn't look good anymore so yeah. maybe they need to put them back in suits <laughs> yeah that's a good Hansen. reversal yeah i love the yeah, puppetry. puppetry yeah look my next film was upstream color i saw it it's fantastic um I can't recommend it enough if you want something that'll make you think and cringe at times. We've done one of his movies as well, Primer. Is that the same director? Yeah. 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 Uh, Shane 
Caruth. Car- yeah, I think Caruth. that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. And uh, Upstream Color was his follow-up, and it's that difficult second album when you're following something that <laughs> everybody who loved Primer would have wondered about. And uh, it, it's great. Long story short, it's great. I think Upstream Color is a fantastic film, and people should jef- definitely check it out. Star Wars Episode Seven, Lloyd, you were looking ahead, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> yeah, I was pretty desperate to come up with a really good list. And, uh, yeah, I had Star Wars Episode Seven because it, that was a huge thing at the time when I wrote this list. Oh, my gosh, uh, George Lucas has sold the rights to Disney. Disney now own it. Who's going to be in line to direct it? Will it be this person? Eventually, it was decided it's going to be J.J. Abrams. So I really can't wait. I'm not a big fan of J.J. Abrams. I actually think he's pretty overrated. <laughs> but I would love to see his take on Star Wars, usually because Episode One, Two, and Three was so bad. Whereas I'm a big fan of J.J. Abrams, <laughs> to the point where I just read the novel he worked on with Doug Dorst, which was uh, called S. And um, I'm sure there's a massive amount of people who've gone and read it. There seems to be a big following online, and they sort of tend to post more clues and things about it because it is sort of left open-ended. It's a reading experience. So you flip through this book, and it has all this writing in the margins of the book. There's a story going on within the story. And the book has been made to look like an old library book Wow! that's been passed back and forth between two people and they've slipped notes and photographs and postcards in, in between the pages. It's very interesting. Just don't drop it and lose everything from where the places in the book it should have been. Wow. Because there's a ton of stuff in the... Out. ton of stuff in the margins. But um, he collaborated with this writer, Doug Dorst, and it's a very interesting little book. And well, it's not little, actually, really. It's 400 and some pages, but... Um, yeah, just sort of take your time, sit down, read it. Like, you can read it relatively quickly, but uh, there's multiple ways to read it because you can read the novel itself and then go back and read sort of all the margin notes or you can read it chapter by chapter that way or you can try and read the book and then when stuff is sort of circled and underlined and stuff, then read the margin notes and then come back to the story. There's many ways to sort of experience this. And... Um, you can find out all about it online. I won't push it too much. That's but, awesome. Um, yeah, so um, I am looking forward to Star Wars Episode Seven as well. We're definitely going to cover it on the podcast. Um, I'd say due to the time difference, it might come out slightly earlier in Australia unless there's sort of like a midnight session in Australia. We'll probably be, you know, everyone being asleep in the States or still I don't still even know how close um, it is to being finished, but I'm assuming because I know they're well underway shooting, but yeah. Yeah. Look, we'll see how it goes. We'll, we'll be here to cover it. Um, my next one was the remake of Old Boy, which I think, again, was universally panned. Yeah, um, it, got, it flopped miserably. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things where, I mean, it's like if you remade Back to the Future or Jurassic oh. Park or something. I mean, people are going to go, but why? The original's, <laughs> the original's fine, you know, this isn't necessary. And sort of creating an American version of something is like a, a big... A big thing, you know, um, when you remake a foreign film for an American audience, it's something is lost there. It's not. Um, yeah, Spike Lee's not- a very talented filmmaker, but it wasn't his area. He's really good at doing street um, African American culture. He's very, very good at doing that, and that's his home. Doing something that's you know uh, of, of a, it's really a Korean story and a very good one. In fact, I think it's one of the best films of the last decade. Um, that's how good I think Old Boy is. Very violent, not for everyone. And to remake this completely out of depth, you know, with Josh Brolin, it's it just had disaster written all over it. 
I haven't seen the whole thing yet, Lloyd. I, I have it. I own it. I've watched some of it. I haven't been able to sit through the whole thing. Wow. Mostly that that's bad. to do with... Well, mostly it's to do with time. I just... Yeah. I was endeavouring to watch a lot of these films before we got to this episode. And we went through a kind of purple patch where we did quite a few. And I just didn't... I wasn't able to revisit it. Yeah. But um, I will eventually post my thoughts at some point. Uh, you had World War Z. Which we did a whole World podcast War. on, yeah. World War Z, if you will. <laughs> yeah, we did did a whole podcast about it and they may do a sequel. So um, we may wind up bringing you even more about Brad Pitt and his zombies. Oh, and you had the big bad one next. X-Men Days of Future Past. Wow. <laughs> I, was, I was hyping this up long before, like... December 24th, 2012, but um, that only came out this year, 2014, and we did manage to go and see it, and and I thought it was pretty fantastic and one of the best films of the franchise and couldn't speak highly enough about the whole thing. It probably um, is. I haven't seen it again. Like, I pre-ordered on Blu-ray, so I can't wait to watch it again at home, but it probably is the best one out of all the... so far, out of the franchise. When you watch um, Hugh Jackman back in the first one and the second one, you can noticeably see he's older (laughs) and... It really, like we talked about this on the podcast, but, uh, you know, on the Wolverine as well, like it's such a difficult role to um, do something where you're immortal. Yeah. You're not supposed to age. Like uh, True Blood just ended and everybody in that who's a vampire is not supposed to age. But if you have a look at like Bill, who's played by Stephen Moyer in the show, he's uh, very different from the first of the final season seven years go by. And um, a new show's just kicked off in the States that I was reading about called Forever, where uh, Ian Gruffold, I think it is, the guy who played Mr. Fantastic in the original Fantastic Four film, yep. he's he's supposed to be a 200-year-old man who can't age. And I just thought, he's coming into this in his, you know, he's 36 or something, and that's just a guess, I don't know. And over the next few years, he's just going to look older and older. Mm. And it's such a difficult role to try and keep an actor or actress looking the same. Um they could do yes. what they did in Back to the Future with Biff. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, makeup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. That's, um, it's a tricky one. So let's hope uh, Hugh Jackman's got one more film in him. Maybe they can do something where Wolverine saves the world but sacrifices himself. Some way of concluding his story like and giving him some happiness and closure. We will see. And then uh, Sin City 2 again, Lloyd, obviously. Yeah, well, I doubled still up again. Hadn't come out. Yeah, it still hadn't yeah. come out. And there was all this um, back and forth at that time, like Frank Miller didn't get it or whatever. No falling outs between Robert Rodriguez and Frank Miller, but it just kept getting delayed. And um, that was a big build up again. Oh, they're definitely going to make it now. So I was like, oh, I'm definitely now looking forward to Sin City 2. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, my next one was The Monuments Men, which uh, I loved George Clooney's directorial debut, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I thought it was fantastic. And I thought George Clooney's going to be great at directing. And um, then uh, this film, Monuments Men, was such like an all-star cast. And it was, uh, you know, like an Ocean's Eleven, but set in the past and based on a real story and of all these art thieves and like Nazis were in it and Kate Blanchett. And I thought, this is a home run. But uh, I have watched it since, and um, it's out on DVD in Australia. And uh, look, basically, it's like a series of short stories yep. kind of um, slapped together because they're a group of people and they're sort of paired off at times. But um, you go back and forth between what they're all doing, and it's just little bits of what they're all doing. It doesn't feel like they're all working towards 
the same goal in a way. It kind of looked and, felt um, like Inglorious Bastards just from the trailers I saw. Oh, it needed to be super violent if it was going to be anywhere near Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> but uh, I love Inglorious Bastards. I think it's great. I think I mentioned it's one of my favorite Tarantino films. Yep. But um, but the thing is, the problem with this is that you're just introduced to all of these guys really really quickly and you don't know much about them you just get very brief backgrounds and i guess flashbacks might have really helped there's a scene where um i think it's bill murray gets a recording sent to him of his uh granddaughter singing or his daughter singing and uh they play it over the radios at the camp and he can hear it and then like you know sort of emotionally moves him and that's really nice and that's this moment of his past and his home and like what he would be doing if he wasn't at war but um you don't find out enough about these people to care about them, I guess. Some X factor about it that that just doesn't make it a great film. It's good, it's just not great. Yeah, disappointing, The Monuments Man. But at the time, I was very much looking forward to it. Lloyd, you had uh, the angry video game movie? I don't know how many of you guys are big... Well, if you listen to this podcast, you're probably internet savvy. But online, he's a huge, huge hit, um, you know, in the, uh, in the online world, especially the video game world. Uh, James Rolfe uh, plays a character, the angry video game nerd, where he just reviews old 8-bit games from Atari all the way to old Nintendo, uh, you know, nostalgic games. And it just exploded all over the internet. We're talking millions of hits. He's become a character, really loved online. He's he spent the last several years um, with Kickstarter, opening up, uh, you know, to, to fund a movie uh, based on the character he plays, the angry video game nerd. Finally got the money, spent several years now making the, the movie, and it uh, finally came out last night. I watched it. Um, it, it I, I got it on digital download for like $10, so I strongly advise if you guys are a fan of angry video game, game nerd, go go there and download it. But it, it's a lot of fun. It's a full fan-made movie. Uh, lots of interesting... It's very low budget bear in mind but lots of passion you could just feel the enthusiasm in the whole film like there's like a Godzilla moment where this big monster comes alive and starts crushing the city and it's all lovingly shot like a old you know one of those cheap 60s you know Godzilla movies <laughs> it looks fantastic great fun special effects really cheesy it's just great to see him you know because I've been a fan of angry video game nerd pretty much since the beginning and it's just great to see him evolve from doing like these little little web videos which are fantastic to finally end up with a, a, a film and just to see all the vlogs around it as well he was constantly releasing vlogs oh i'm doing currently doing sound effects i'm currently doing vis visual effects and they're really emotional vlogs like he talks about how hard it's been on because he just has a kid i think he's got a, a daughter and he's just going on about how hard it is with him and his wife and the daughter and um you know organizing people you know and, and everything like that it's just beautiful to see this whole um transition from you know web producer to a movie producer and just to see how the movie's um the outlet of the movie like he ran it in a few theaters around america and then released it immediately online digitally digitally i hope he made a lot of money because it just shows the future of how movies are going to be released now i feel digital download D yeah digital download but right away he didn't muck around you know he he knows his audience and he just knows how to get it out there and most of those people will as we say collectors double dip like although i bought the digital download once he releases the blu-ray i'll definitely buy that as well very nice yeah it's um 
wonderful fans of it. He does a podcast as well, the Angry Video Game. I don't I don't think he does a podcast. He's been in a lot of podcasts. He mainly just does web video reviews on old 8-bit games, but don't think they're just vlogs with him looking at the camera. You know, there's lots of special effects. There's kind of like a little narrative in it, and they're very, very funny. A bit crude for some, but you cannot deny the passion and enthusiasm he throws into all his projects. I think he's an absolute marvel. Big inspiration for me because I wanted for a long time to break into the web world with um videos and things like that <laughs> my uh final film of that group was turkeys which is an animated film they renamed Freebirds, and at the time i thought it might be pretty cool i mentioned it mostly because it had time travel and it's funny enough it's a you know a movie for kids it's a very so, charming um, movie yeah it's not too bad <laughs> and owen wilson's very funny so uh look i wanted to jump in with the pod me if you can giveaways from now on to entice listeners to listen to the sultry sounds of our voices <laughs> and the opinions we have. Obviously, we encourage people to listen for more than just giveaways, but we're going to entice with giveaways as well. The idea is every podcast, we will be giving away letters and those letters will be an anagram that you can unscramble and uh, it'll be an actor or actress's name. And when you have the actor or actress's name, you can email us and um, basically look uh we're gonna have to set up that email lloyd it's just occurring to me so <laughs> yeah, we'll no mention problems. the email you can email at the beginning of the next podcast but um we're gonna give away a letter today and that letter is l l for lucy <laughs> which is one of our podcasts but um unrelated uh pretty much when all the letters are given away i'll mention on the podcast that all the letters have been given away and then we'll be giving away dvds so uh this is going to be an ongoing thing if you keep listening to our podcast we're going to keep giving away dvds and we'll keep giving away these letters and this is all very easy isn't it lloyd yeah awesome (laughs) so no one's going to guess it based off one letter but um at the beginning of the next podcast we will announce what the email address is to email for basically competitions so stay tuned episode 58 we were looking forward to the following films this was may 20th 2013 we're zipping through these lloyd pacific rim yeah uh, we did a whole podcast on that and i was very enthusiastic and i absolutely love the movie i've seen it four times since we had this pot had the podcast and i've loved it every single time i I grew up with voltron and transor z those big robots fighting the other big robots and um you know there's a lot of drama in those cartoons don't think they're just dumb cartoons with robots fight each other they're actually very intelligently done with a lot of um, emotion like whether it be um, particularly with Voltus 5 if anyone's ever seen that I think it was called Voltus V in Philippines where the mother dies and they fight back oh it's fantastic Pacific Rim Guillermo del Toro one of my favorite directors of course you know makes this big you know movie in homage to that genre check out the podcast i talk with a lot of enthusiasm about it i was looking forward to gravity and uh i'd read a little bit about it i'd seen a little bit about it we talked about it we both loved it it was one of the films of the year so um we were right to look forward to it weren't we Lloyd? Yeah, it was awesome <laughs> uh Ender's Game you were looking forward to yeah i picked a that? lot of sci-fi films on this episode particularly with um Oh, you know, like with Harrison Ford being back in a sci-fi film, I guess, although he wasn't the main focus of that film, I I think 
it was a really underrated movie it was uh, it was really interesting themes about children um you know being really intelligent and being really awesome at gaming and they build a simulation to train them to fight this alien species but there's more to that if i speak any more about it i feel like i'll spoil the ending like i'm trying to explain it without spoil the ending because the ending's like the big thing about it but i I recommend everyone to go see it Uh, it didn't get the best of reviews it just got like a solid rating like not spectacular but not bad um, but I, I thought it was a very, very good and interesting sci-fi movie. I, I think people should definitely check it out. And a not very good and interesting sci-fi movie was I, Frankenstein, which was critically <laughs> panned as well. And now I I loved the idea of this. Uh, I thought it was very much like Underworld, you know, um, that you'd have a couple of different races of uh, species of uh, mystical fantasy creatures fighting each other. And I thought, cool, all right, Aaron Eckhart's great. It's being filmed in Australia. Like, I'd love to see it. No, not not good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I heard it was terrible. And it's one of those things where at the time you think, you know, you read the backstory of this and you go, oh, cool, this this will be good. And just not, just not good. Like, not everything will live up to the hype. And I'm not sure exactly what it was that drew me to it. But, um, yeah, sometimes it's hit and miss with these. Hey, Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Elysium? Yeah, Elysium, which we saw. I didn't think it was that great. The director of Area... No, it wasn't Area 51. It was District 9, I think. District 9, correct. Yeah, and... Um, Neil so, Blomkamp yeah, or something? Yeah, he was so talented. I loved District 9. I thought that was a great movie. And he did this, and it had interesting themes. The film looked beautiful. The main villain of the piece, who, who was the main star of District 9, was frightening. Absolutely terrifying. I think he's definitely going to go places. He just needs to land a really good movie. And uh, I don't think um, I don't think it was great at all. I think uh, sp- particularly the last 20 minutes just went downhill really fast. But the film looks beautiful the action scenes are awesome some of the characters are fantastic um i love to see alice braga if i'm pronouncing that correctly i reckon she's stunning the brazilian actress from um city of god and of course she's been in predators um the the remake uh, which was produced by robert rodriguez Uh, she plays a sniper in that terrible movie but she was awesome (laughs) i heard at the beginning of that film predators that somebody's like falling towards the planet like in freefall yep that's right um six people get dropped all of a sudden in these um uh, parachute type things and then they just oh, they do have parachutes yep. yeah it's kind of like parachutes I think they're in this metal I can't remember too well but yeah they just have to fight to the end to survive it's just it, it should have been great but they, they just didn't pull it off <laughs> yeah something about the Predators franchise I really like but um, it's just not doing great at the moment no um all right, my next film I was looking forward to was About Time, time travel movie. We did a whole podcast about it. You guys can find that. But there's a bit of a theme with me and time travel movies. If you see one that you think, oh, that sounds really cool, drop me a line on Facebook on the YouTube, on the um, Pod Me If You Can page and just recommend these because like, sometimes I, I might not hear about a time travel film until it's too late, so to speak. Um, and my other ones were Monuments Men, again, which, again, I was looking forward to at the time. And a Cloverfield sequel, which I thought was a fantastic idea. Nothing's really developed since uh, 2012. And look, uh, maybe it still won't develop. It's a bit of a tricky one because of the way Cloverfield was found footage and how, you know, you get the whole story that way. Cloverfield 2 couldn't be exactly the same, you know, and it's a difficult sort of sequel to pull off. But I was yeah. sort of fascinated at the time. 
Lloyd, you had uh, Metal Gear Solid. Which was rumoured and rumoured they were going to do a movie of it. They announced it in May 2006, an adaptation of the game, but it just never came around. Like, I keep hearing rumours, yep, they're definitely going ahead with it. Um, Hugh Jackman's going to star in it. You know, uh, Quentin Tarantino's going to produce it, you know, and all the rest of it. A very cult game, very respected video game um, yep. by a very respected Japanese um, creator. And uh, it just never just never got off the ground. I don't, I, I don't think it will in the near future but maybe a long time down the track when if they release another game and it goes gangbusters again but i don't know did you ever play metal gear solid nope (laughs) see i I played it and there was this one bit that drove me nuts and it was the fact that this villain character you were shooting at could read your thoughts and like would move appropriately and you had to unplug your controller and then plug it into the other port oh that's awesome port so that they wouldn't be able to guess what you were doing um yeah, and if you had a memory card in and it had similar games... How'd you figure had, out you had to put it into the second part? Oh, I, I read it somewhere oh, like okay. online or something like that. But, like, you know, you could still beat him. It would just be much more difficult if you didn't do that. And, um, yeah, it was really great. Look, and if you won the game, you got stealth mode, which was, like, you know, invisibility. So you just go up to people and do whatever you want. And it's just made the game so fun. At the time, PlayStation 1. I mean, oh, wow. You know, way back... But I would look forward very much to seeing a Metal Gear Solid yeah. adaptation. The fi- the game itself is so cinematic, I hear. You know, it just lends itself so well to the format of cinema. Or maybe it should just remain a video game. There's rumors of Last of Us, which is one of the great video games of the last couple of years, a zombie apocalypse game, that they might be adapting that into a movie. But I, I just feel it works so well in the format of a video game. You know, why bother? You know, I guess if you want to milk as much money. <laughs> It's true. I feel like Metal Gear Solid could be done right. Yeah. Like, um, and Hugh Jackman's not a bad choice. I don't know if he would get on board with the project. There's been some other ones. Yeah, like Christian Hitman. Bale are here, yeah. Like oh, Hitman. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't very good. Yeah. No, no, yeah, we should do one on video games. You know, do a yeah. podcast of video game adaptations. You know, Need for Speed, Mario Brothers, Tomb Maybe. Raider. They're all awful. Yeah, look, <laughs> look we're, we're throwing it out there. We want uh, we want some interest from you guys on Facebook. Let us know after this episode what um, what you want us to do. And uh, your last one for that set was Captain America 2, Which Winter I Soldier. saw, and it was awesome. I didn't like the first one as much. Uh, I just felt, you know, I like the style, that 40s sort of style and everything like that. And I love Captain America. I think he's a really tragic character. And, um, you know, he seems so underpowered compared to all the other Avengers. Well, maybe not Black Widow. But this film is a standalone film with just pretty much Black Widow and Captain America um, fighting, um, you know, this... I don't want to give it away, but, you know, uh, opposition. And it's awesome. It's The fight scenes are fantastic. The drama is fantastic. Um, again, the action scenes are sublime. And uh, Captain America is awesome in this. You're just rooting for him the whole time. It's a really, really good um, a- action movie. And I loved it, how it made a lot of money. <laughs> and plugging Robert Redford into it is obviously a great idea yes, as well. yeah. What do you think the worst film we've had to review on Podme, if you can, has been for you? Because, I mean, I think there's a couple of contenders here, Lloyd. Okay, well, I'm going to go with Man on a Ledge. I thought that was pretty bad. Uh, Wars, <laughs> About Time, uh, you know, Rubber, I guess, in a way, had its own you know particular charm oh man i think it's really between warhorse which was only the ninth episode we did we got given some free tickets and there was an advanced screening and we thought perfect spielberg 
We're going to go see this film. A World War One epic, you know. Yep, and we're going to talk about it on the podcast and we're going to release it and it's going to be ahead of the curve because we'll have seen it before people and, you know, I was like, fantastic, we've got to cover it. We went together and it was just so hard <laughs> to sit through. And, and the I podcast think- was like, um, it's one of our funniest podcasts where we're just batting the, beating up the, on the film the whole entire time. <laughs> but then more recently, we watched Upside Down. Oh, which- gosh, yeah, that was... Terrible. Which you've blocked out from your memory, it sounds like. <laughs> but uh, at the beginning of that podcast, I was saying, I think we have a contender for worst podcast, like to beat Warhorse. Because whenever there was something bad, we would say, oh, it's no Warhorse, you know. But boy, Upside Down was not good at all. Yeah, I, I don't like being negative about movies. Like, uh, e- even some of the bad ones are tried to find something positive. But there's just some films out there that are just garbage. And Upside Down was just awful 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 movie <laughs> so i feel like the worst might be warhorse just because it's still sitting in my memory banks but upside down was not good yeah and it was not good in a really bad way yeah episode <laughs> 77 lloyd was the last one we've done upcoming movies on and uh, it was december 16th 2013 we'll probably do another one yeah a lot um, of these films hasn't come out yet haven't come out yet yeah yeah um december 16th 2013 so we'll probably do another one towards the end of this year of upcoming films maybe we'll do that to sort of coincide with our three-year anniversary of pod me if you can um lloyd cyber yeah that's a michael mann movie starring four <laughs> chris, chris hemsworth <laughs> yeah so it's um I-, I love michael mann he's probably my favorite director of all time i love his worlds and everything like that so i really really can't wait to see another film um by him and um, i'm assuming it's going to be great again um well i actually haven't mentioned this in this podcast but generally if it's by a um a director i love i don't like to know too much about it i want to go into the movie not knowing anything about and just be really you know taken away by the story and everything like that and i've done that with every michael mann film since um the insider um with ali and everything like that i've been a fan of him since then so i want to keep that you know momentum with him so i haven't researched too much on cyber My uh, my next one was Christopher Nolan's Interstellar. Oh, there are I trailers, can't wait. <laughs> trailers out about that. Obviously, we're going to cover it in the podcast, so I don't have to jump in and say too much. But Interstellar it continues the rise of Matthew McConaughey into the stratosphere, and uh, Christopher Nolan obviously can't do much wrong at the moment. So um, we'll definitely be covering that one. Yeah, the trailers look fantastic, don't they? definitely yeah i'm trying to avoid it now i've seen enough in the trailers and <laughs> i know enough that i can just go in and, and see what it is sabotage was that a oh, schwarzenegger yeah it was a schwarzenegger film the tra- the i only read a blurb of the story and it's just a revenge film like arnold schwarzenegger with a team of guys he goes rogue to take vengeance on this mexican drug cartel and i thought oh great awesome a straightforward action movie my brother saw it and he said it was terrible because whatever you do do not watch this movie it is garbage um I, I think sam worthington's in it and i'm not a big fan of sam worthington uh particularly with man on the ledge i thought that movie was awful <laughs> um but yeah sabotage apparently is really really bad so i've avoided it my next one was uptown saturday night and it was going to be a remake of uh this old film and i think will smith was attached and maybe denzel was attached at one point but i don't think there's been much motion on it it seems like it might not happen so not really one to talk about but um 
Chef is out now on DVD in Australia. I still haven't seen it. John Favreau, I love Cowboys and Aliens. I, I think that's a fantastic movie. What he did with Iron Man 1 as well, which, you know, really was a big um, mark on the comic book um, movie world. You know, it, it was really awesome. Um, so I have huge respect for him. And this movie um, has many layers to it, many themes that he goes into, and I really want to check it out. Apparently it's got very solid ratings, so I'm really disappointed to say I still haven't seen it oh there's plenty of time now as i said it's out on dvd yep i saw today it was um chef was out on dvd um that a million ways to die in the west was out on dvd with seth mcfarlane and uh bad neighbors oh, yep. which uh is my next one the neighbors <laughs> i think we can refer to it as the time uh seth rogan and Zach Efron, Rose Byrne as well. Yeah, uh, they changed the it house. to Bad Neighbors for um, Australia. I think just because um, we got the we got a famous uh, soapy called Neighbors here. I think that's why they changed it. And they used that in the promotion as well. They were singing the Neighbors theme song <laughs> in the TV spots, and wow. then throwing the clips of Zach Efron. And you know, that's not a bad way to sell it in our country. But um, look, we did a whole podcast on it, and. Uh, enjoyed it to some extent there was some hit and miss stuff and obviously uh i've had uh, a daughter within the space of this podcast and therefore um it's kind of like something i can have some information on just uh having a little kid and sort of seeing the social life fade a little bit and so forth and uh the the way that they are with their child in this film and they sort of leave her at home and go to the party and dance around with like a little baby monitor yep. stuff like that which i had some issue with but overall it's you know seth rogan's really funny so i think mostly we enjoyed the film just picking apart a little bit about it you know and we go on about zach efron and defend him and everything like that so <laughs> that's it there's it? a big spill about him so it's really interesting you should check that out yeah look i think if people are interested in our back catalogue, um, you can download it all for free at podmeifyoucan.com. But also, we're in iTunes, so if you happen to download Pod Me If You Can through iTunes, we always appreciate a rating, guys. Good or bad. <laughs> it's nice to get feedback. Maps to the Stars or Map to the Stars? I'm a huge fan of Cronenberg, and this film is set to come out in a few weeks, so I really can't wait. I don't know how I'm going to find it. It'll probably be at an independent theatre chain, or I'll just have to wait for it to come out on Blu-ray or DVD from the States and get it in. Unfortunately, a lot of these you know cult movies don't just get that big release. But yeah, I really, really can't wait. This has been a, a short list of his. Like, you look up David Cronenberg on imdb and for several years maps to the stars has been on there so it's always been on the back burner you know he's had other projects to do but i really can't check it out julian moore robert um pattinson again and john cusack my uh second last one is the double which is a jesse eisenberg movie um that he stars in and uh richard aoardi i think it is uh, from the it crowd directs he's becoming quite an interesting director i'm very much enjoying his stuff and uh the double is this fascinating little film feels like it takes place inside a photocopier that they work in this crazy building with all these dials and knobs and everything's very old-fashioned old-timey and jesse eisenberg uh a double of him basically appears and the double of him is more confident and better with the ladies and mia vasikowska is in it as the love interest and look the way it concluded really won me over i very much enjoyed the end of this film 
even if it had some slow parts. Uh, I think in terms of style, it was like a home run. I think um, just the look of the film, Jesse Eisenberg is a bit of a star on the rise. Obviously, Social Network was um, very good for him, but I don't know how he'll be as Lex Luthor. That'll really define whether or not he's a great actor or just sort of a bit of the same, same. I think um, it was one of the best films I've seen, uh, but not sort of enough to go into to um, warrant doing a whole podcast sure. about it. It's uh, it's just a very, like, it looks fantastic. And um, that's a big a big part of the charm of it, I think. It's, it's a really good one to check out, The Double, if uh, you're interested in, like, a little fascinating film. And Lloyd, you had Doc of the Dead? Yep, um, Red Letter Media, which I'm sure you've all heard of. They did the big famous Star Wars review of uh, Phantom Menace, and they, they since then have made a whole character of Mr. Plinkett and everything like that. You can go to their channel. They also have a web show called Half in the Bag where they do movie reviews. Fantastic web show. Um, and they uh, were part of this documentary uh, called Doc of the Dead, which is about you know a documentary of, um, of zombies. And we had... Uh, uh, the director of um, Shaun of the Dead. I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. I'm just getting a blank there. But um, yeah, he was Edgar he, Wright. Uh, no, not Edgar. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yes, he was in it, and uh, the star of it as well, Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg was in it. Yeah, and they discuss um, they discuss zombies and everything, fast zombies, and George Romero. My gosh, I can't believe I forgot mentioning him. They they discuss the evolution of zombies. Oh, in sorry, cinema. Shaun of the Dead, uh, Dawn of the Dead. I got confused there. Shaun sorry. of the Dead. Yeah, you're right. You you got it. <laughs> Um, they discussed Dawn of the Dead as well and they discussed the imp- influence of video games on uh, zombies and how zombies have just become everywhere with Walking Dead they interviewed the Walking Dead writers as well uh, it's very interesting because zombies have just taken off in everything now you know it's a really interesting subject and I thought Doc of the Dead addressed a lot of these issues really well I'm uh, just to clarify I'm all for the slow zombies <laughs> although running zombies are scary as hell <laughs> yeah the uh, Dawn of the Dead remake Zack Snyder I think it was and Mackay Pfeiffer was in it those running zombies were amazing well 28 Days Later was for me the one of the most terrifying movies I've seen I, I, I still have problems with the ending of that movie and I didn't like the sequel as well I just thought the sequel was good up until the ending it just got pretty basic and typical um, but yeah, like uh, uh, 28 Days Later, man, that scared the hell out of me. Just something about how it was filmed on digital as well, just eerie. <laughs> yeah, true. Don't know about the sequel, but yeah, 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later was the sequel, yep. wasn't it? Tim Roth, I think it was. Um, my final one was Birdman, and it hasn't come out yet, but I think it played at the Venice Film Festival recently, and I'm now avoiding press and stuff about it because uh, from what I've heard... It's possible that the entire film is one long take. Oh, awesome. Now, I don't know this to be 100% true, and uh, that was the rumour last time I was reading stuff about it, but I'm willing to to go along the ride for this one. It's um, Cinema of Men... Uh, sorry, so Children of Men uh, team, and so therefore they did these 20-something minute... Um, oh, you know, not 20 minutes, I'm exaggerating, maybe 10-minute... Uh, takes mm-hmm. where it was yep. non-stop action for like 10 minutes uh, at three different points during the film Children of Men and so maybe this is them pushing that idea even further uh, Michael Keaton's in the film and it's about a washed up superhero who's now playing uh, he used to be Birdman I believe and now he's playing a role 
on stage and uh, trying to sort of relaunch his career. And it sounds like a very interesting return for Michael Keaton as well. So yeah. um, one to watch, I think. And I don't know if we'll cover it on the podcast. I'll probably have to watch it first and see if if it's more, uh, oh, I don't know, more like The Double or something, Bad Neighbours, that I thought was quite good. Or it could wind up being um, an I Frankenstein. So, um, <laughs> you know, until sort of we see these things, sometimes we don't know whether or not they're worth talking about. But um Look, uh, what do you think has been the best experience on the podcast for you, Lloyd, as we start to wrap up this episode? Which uh, have you enjoyed My favourite one, and I've actually listened to it a couple of times, is probably American Reunion. Uh, you know, not a great movie, but we discussed so many themes because we grew up with that movie. Uh, with with that franchise, rather, American Pie and so forth. We branched into so many, you know, what happened to that generation, the influence of teen horror, teen romance and teen comedy. And we just discussed so much about, you know, Australian culture and American culture and, you know, uh, parties and things like that. It's a very, very interesting podcast. I, I, I love listening to that one. <laughs> the film that I've enjoyed most, I'd say, would be The Place Beyond the Pines. Yeah that um, took me most by surprise and I had the best sort of cinema experience. And I mentioned it on the podcast that the projector died and we all had to sit there and wait till they sort of fixed it and stuff as well. And even that didn't phase what an experience I had. Um, but I think one of my favorite podcasts, Lloyd, was been, has been Warrior, possibly because we had a proper studio to, yeah. to record it but um that was very well, professional <laughs> it was it was very professional but as well the mix of like your knowledge of ufc and my knowledge of wwe and like the fact that it's a movie about guys fighting and sort of covers off a lot of interests and stuff for us and like tom hardy's great joel edgerton's australian like i think there was just a lot in that podcast for us to talk about and i very much enjoyed that one yeah absolutely look um Next time, as we do the next 100 episodes, everybody, uh, the next one we're going to cover is Amazing Spider-Man 2, which I believe somebody asked for Yeah, that was a Facebook, request, yeah. Which we just didn't get around to at the movies. I mean, we're busy. We're busy people. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find us both on Twitter as well at podmeifyoucan.com. There's links on the left side of the page. And there's uh, YouTube and there's uh, both our Twitter accounts and stuff. So if you're on Twitter as well, drop us a line. You can always... Um, I guess try and guess the anagram of the actor or actress's name there. Um, I'm going to give out another letter, Lloyd, okay. to, uh, to eager listeners who've uh, <laughs> stuck stuck with us through these long hundredth episode, which is probably twice the length of any normal episode. The letter is C, C for cat. People, uh, hopefully that will help you on your endeavor. We will give out an email address at the beginning of the next episode and probably keep plugging it until somebody emails and wins this uh dvd stuff look uh we wanted to thank the fans lloyd um yeah thanks guys this has been awesome thank you for all the requests and thanks for all the comments and everything like that we really appreciate it and look i've been so pleased with how many people have gone and checked us out on youtube as well i can't thank you all enough it's been a lot of fun and and i wouldn't have thought it'd take us three years nearly three years to get to 100 episodes yeah. but <laughs> You know, I've moved into state and um, we do this by Skype now. So it's about finding the time and um, we're both very much enjoying it again. So we picked up and uh, 100 episodes, Lloyd. Congratulations. Yeah, thank, thanks, Dave. It's been, it's been awesome. I've fallen in love with cinema again. Oh, that's very good to hear. <laughs> so uh, 
hopefully Amazing Spider-Man 2 will be good. That'll be our next one. And then I believe we're going to watch Predestination for episode 102. So guys, if you check those out beforehand, we always talk about films on this podcast with spoilers in mind. So um, we will be spoiling those films on those podcasts. Look, it's been a pleasure. As I said, you can find us in iTunes and at www.podmeifyoucan.com. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Hit it. for listening please like us on facebook and follow us on twitter go to www.podmeifyoucan.com pod me if you can movie reviews 